Welcome back, inebriates. Uh, it's Andy as always. Um, it's been I feel like it's been ages since we've had an actor on on the show. Uh, so I'm really happy for today's guest. Uh, Sarah Booth, who plays Yvette Nicole on Amazon Prime's Three Pines. I feel like that's a tongue twister. It is. Amazon, Amazon Prime's Three Pines. Um, so I, I will, I'm a totally honest person. And uh, as I was telling you before, I don't like to sit around. So I don't watch a ton of TV. Like I have my streaming shows. I hadn't even heard of this one until I got like notification from your PR. Mm-hmm. And like, I love Alfred Molina. He's the star of it. Um, so can you give us and us, I mean, me also, like I, I watched the trailer, but like a little bit of a rundown of what the show is. Of course. Yeah. So basically the show is called three pines. It's on prime video. As of December 2nd, we are releasing two episodes every Friday and okay. there's a total of eight episodes. So it's a four week event and the television show is based on the book series written by Louise Penny who is a Canadian author that is from Toronto, but now she lives out where the books take place. Mm-hmm. And she has 18 books out about Inspector Gamache, who is played by Alfred Molina. So it's this whole world uh, where all these murders take place in the same town. Okay. And uh, it's very, I would say the show feels very much like Fargo meets Twin Peaks vibe. Too. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's I, I like that kind of weirdness. Cause it, I definitely had a feel in the in the trailer of that kind of I don't know, supernatural, but like or like otherworldliness. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it, it it definitely had the you know investigator cop true crime thing, but it didn't feel like a normal you know police procedural type show. Well, yeah, I think that's what's so fun about this show too is that. A lot of shows where it's, you know, based around a detective, like the detectives are just dealing with so much, you know, so many issues personally, like they're a lot of times they're addicts or, you know, mm-hmm. their marriage is falling apart or they're haunted by something that, you know, terrible that they've done. So I think it's a really interesting character for Alfred to play because this guy is he's a really good guy he has an amazing wife he loves his job he has a great team around him of course things happen in the yeah. show but I was gonna say, it as, sounds happy screw that yeah, guy. You're like, oh, he's boring. <laughs> i hate um, him already so, <laughs> but what's fun about him is that because he's more of like a straight arrow he likes to get into the psychology of the murders. He not only wants to solve a murder, he wants to know why that Mm. person did what they did, which is really, I think, you know, the core of the show is the why. And he's such an empathetic man that I think it, you know, I feel like the world needs a little empathy. And I feel like it's really refreshing to have a character that is willing to understand why people do what they do. And that is willing to also accept that every single person is capable of doing some pretty crazy shit. Yeah. You know, and that's, um, uh, and always an interesting thing is, is like, I see so many people just jump to the second someone's a suspect it's, Oh, they should, throw away the key or whatever and i'm like but what was their motive like why why did they do it 
And it, and it seems like no one cares about the motive until it becomes like a true crime podcast or a true, you know, that's when they want to know. But like what is happening in real time, they don't seem interested in the motive. Yeah, exactly. And well, what's really funny is my one of my best friends is absolutely obsessed with true crime. And she texted me the other day. She's like, I'm listening to my podcast and they have a commercial for three pies. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's because cool. I feel, you know, I feel that it is, you know, we do lean into the why. And I think that's why, you know, true crime is so interesting. And I just think it's a nice little marriage between both, you know, like you have the procedural aspect that every week um, is two episodes, but it's mm-hmm. one book. So every week you have a whodunit yeah. and then, you know, you have the overarching story of the missing and murdered indigenous women. So you get like that kind of like, you know, tied in a bow at the end of every week, but then you still have this like season arc um, mystery going on. So I think it's fun for everyone. You know, the true crime fans are getting a little bit of what they need. The procedural fans are getting what they need. And then, you know, more of like the, the bingers the overall and story yeah. yeah, are getting kind of what they need. So it's kind of fun. I, I do love how it seems to be this ongoing trend. And I want to say, I feel like Disney plus started it um, of dropping shows, not all at once. And mm-hmm. giving you time time to like, I feel like those shows me, are more interesting to me because it gives me that time to kind of like catch up with friends over a beer and be like, oh man, have you caught the new episode? And then you kind of like talk about theories. It, it, when you binge it, it's like you binge it and you don't have time to like really absorb it and it's just gone. Yeah, I agree. Like what's fun with the people who want to binge, just like, you know, try to stay offline for like a little bit and then they can allow the show to play and then binge in the new year. But, you know, people who are to do enjoy the week to week can also have that fun anticipation. And I, I prefer the week to week. I find it spreads it out. Cause again, mm-hmm. you know, when you binge, like I remember watching every season of Ozark that I watched is like, okay, I need to recap what happened. What are the theories? There's just like, it's been so long since you've seen the previous season. So yeah, I just think it keeps, I feel like, you know, we digest it a little bit more, like marinate, especially, you know, with, with a series that take a little bit more, I don't know, I guess like there's a little bit more of like a philosophical aspect to, you know, series. It's fun to sit down, like you said, and have a drink with a friend and be like, okay, where do you think this is going? Or how did you feel about the last episode? That's really fun to do. Um, Especially, you know, when you understand like you know we're we're in media so we understand you know um story structure and kind of how you know to make media and television shows so i find it's really fun to sit down and just kind of in a good way tear it apart and figure it out yeah and and it's like i feel like we, we don't have cliffhangers like we used to you know i mean go way back you know there was years between Luke, I'm your father, and you get in confirmation. And so it was like years of speculation, as opposed to now just being like, play next episode. Yeah. You know, so it, that's why it was meaningful, is because it, it kept people guessing. And you know. so you must be loving Andor, or you must have loved Andor. I, so this is, I, I, I have the conversation. Oh, you haven't watched it. So I won't. No, but my husband it. did. My husband okay. absolutely loved it. I am loving 
the new Star Wars stuff that is not directly related to characters we know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan, I was meh. Boba Fett, I was kind of thought was bland. Um, but like the Mandalorian and or Rogue One, all amazing. So I'm yeah. like, just make stuff in that universe and make it good. Well, because I feel like, you know, with characters that already exist, they they're almost writing for that character, which sometimes doesn't. I almost feel like they write for the fans. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they know what works with the character. So they cater to that. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, again, it's just like, just write that character's voice. You know, don't don't say, well, you know, fans really liked it when they did this or did that. So let's do that again. And it's like. Okay. Yeah, yeah they want to see Obi Wan fight Darth Vader, and like, I don't really care. I saw that. I can go see that again. Yeah, and um, I think it's like it's important to remember too that you know they have to make shows that are appropriate for a younger generation, mm-hmm. shows that are appropriate for people that like you know saw it in theaters when they were children. So you know, and and I feel like fans can rip things apart, especially Star Wars. So I think it's just, I just think it's important to be aware of that, of like, yeah. who is this for? Um, you know, it might be for your kids and you can enjoy it with a different lens, sure. yeah. you know, or whatever. But like, you know, that's something that's come up with our show too. You know, we have a huge fan base on our show of the books that are like diehard uh, Louis uh, fans and yeah. of course, like love them. We need them. And most of them love the series. You know, like we've been really lucky. Like most of them really, really like it. Some people just can't, you know, get the books out of their head and that's fine. You know, as long as you're aware, I think it, you just it, need. And that's always, you know, you always hear people like, Oh, the book is better. The book is better. And there's a certain part of a book being better because the visuals you generate yourself. So like, no if, budget. <laughs> yeah, well, if the character is described as the most beautiful woman in the world, you're going to picture what you think is. And then you yeah. go to see the movie and you're like, Oh, no, you know, or the scariest thing they've ever seen. Like you're going to fill that into what you think. So it just hits so close to home because you're the one who's kind of putting in all those like key points. Exactly. And also like, I just feel like you said, you know, everyone has their version of whatever's described in the book and everyone's imagination is just way, you know, so different and mm-hmm. has no budget to their imagination oh sure yeah Yeah. i remember me and my husband made a slasher film like about 10 years ago and i think there's about eight seconds total of gore in the movie and people were like it's so gory oh my gosh like a girl like left the theater in Mm -hmm. one of our screenings and like couldn't come back in. No, that's a and, good compliment for a slasher film. <laughs> right? what, what it was is that you, we would just cut like, just as like, there's one scene where there's like a nail coming out and it's like, just as it starts to move, but then your mind fills in the rest fills yeah. in the most disgusting thing you could think of. And we didn't have to spend that money. So we were like, good job. Good job. Good job. There's a, there's a really, uh, I think it was, Ivan. it's either Ivan Reitman or Harold Ramis who was telling the story about, how they were um, f- working on Ghostbusters and it was like um, the test audience and they were screening. And it's the part where um, 
Dana opens her fridge and then you see like the demon dog and yell Zool or whatever. And he, he said the best like jump scare they ever got was the effects weren't done. And it was like a, a, a still image that basically said like, you know, effects go here. <laughs> and it was just like this unexpected, like jolt that people were like, ah! you know? yeah, yeah. Thinking of like the scariest thing that yeah. would be in there. Yeah. And then he's like, when we put the effects on, it was nowhere near as scary. So that's, that's, that's so funny. I wonder if that's going to be like the future of media one day where it's like you sit down with like your best friend and you watch a movie, but you both watch like a different version of, of like hmm. the same movie that like I, I don't know it's like some like futuristic stuff but I guess you would like have to download like your imagination so then... it would be it would be like um uh stitch fix where you like upload your likes and dislikes to a movie and then you get like yeah response. that'd be interesting it'd be interesting but it'd also be so sad I feel like they could only do it with like tentpole film yeah it would also be really <laughs> difficult to then have that discussion about the movie with your friend. Right. Cause you'd be like, Oh, wasn't the ax murderer scary? And they'd be like, he didn't have an ax, you know, like, yeah. So, right. Yeah. He had a bazooka. Why? <laughs> um, but it'd be just like discussing anything on the internet with anyone today. So <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's sadly accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of scary movies on the internet, did you see don't look up? Don't look. Up. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, for some reason, I was thinking of Don't Worry, Darling. And I was like, yes, I've seen Don't Look yeah. Up. Yes. Don't Look Up. That That is immediately what I thought of when you said that. And it's, it was probably the most frightening movie I've seen in a long time. I, ha- I literally had to sit, I think, three sittings because I'm like, I just. Oh, yeah. Because it's so frustrating. Yeah. But I think like that's why people didn't like it because they were they were like, oh, it's so dumb. It's so frustrating. It's like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just it's like how accurate. <laughs> yeah, how accurate this is where people are just like, oh, whatever, you know, like let's just spin this and do this. And it's just like all for like the benefit of of the moment of not being canceled, but you know, it's like detrimental to the world. <laughs> so in, in kind of that same vein, it's always an interesting thing. Um that you know as a visual artist back in the day i had to come to terms with and i talked to a lot of musicians that have to come with do do you struggle with getting cast in like okay this movie's a paycheck i don't really care about like there this topic doesn't interest me or but it's a job so i you know i have to oppose to one that maybe like really catches your interest do you have do you ever have that kind of struggle or is it just the idea of a new role is exciting Um, like most of the time I'm just excited to work, but there's definitely some projects that, you know, like I think working is better than not working Mm -hmm. unless it's like something that, you know, is, you know, all the, all the jobs I do are union jobs. So most of the time it's like pretty well done. Right. Or at least like, you know, you're, you're not just like showing up in the middle of nowhere, like, hello, you know, like it's professional. (laughs) Um, so there's definitely like some jobs, you know, more of like the movie of the weeks and things like that, that, you know, a lot of the times you'll maybe say like, oh yeah, I'll just, you know, I'll do it for the paycheck. But I always end up having so much fun on them anyways, because you're meeting so many amazing actors and directors that, you know, are just the same as you trying to, you know, just make a living and, but like 
not uh, do a random job, you know, do it, you know, do what they, what they really love. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like every job so far that I've taken has always been like with enthusiasm or if at first I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, let's just do it. Cause I, you know, I need to pay my rent. Like I, I find like the fun immediately yeah. within the people. If the project doesn't excite me, then the people do. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a good, I like that. And and I like the idea of remembering that. Yeah. It's not a real job. And I have to constantly remind myself of that. And and some it's weird. So sometimes I have to remind myself being like, you know, normal people don't do what I do. Like this is not a normal job. I have a hard time explaining it to people, but then there's also times where I'm having so much fun that I have to turn to my business partner and go, you know, we're working right now, right? Like this is our job. How stupid is this? Um, so it's, it's nice to realize how fortunate you are, but I think it's just when you take it so seriously, like, you know, professionals do, that it, it sometimes you're just like you know everyone has bad days I guess totally and like that's one thing that I really learned on like working with Alfred this past year was just that you know he's been on like you know huge movies Spider-Man, yeah for sure you know, like hello Freda you know just so many giant films that he he just doesn't take himself too seriously because I think it's like, yeah, I've been on the giant film. I've done the biggest thing I could do. And you still end up at the end of, you know, X amount of months of working on a, on a movie, you end up without a job, like, like yeah. everyone else, or, you know, some people have things going on after, but you know, we all end up on the next thing or, our, you know, so I think it's just really important to like, never take yourself too seriously. Know that like, this is, it's like such a privilege to do the job that we do and as much as you know sometimes I sometimes have that guilt of like I can't believe I get to do what I love and so many people don't but to just really take it you know like (laughs) in a way take it seriously but don't take it seriously you know what I mean yeah yeah, for sure really appreciate that you get to do this and take it in but you know know that it could it could be your last time doing it. So just, you know, soak it up and enjoy it. You know, I'm speaking with so many people right now and they're all saying like huge moment for you in your career, you know, like what's next? Are you turning down stuff? And I'm like, no, like I'm just, I'm, I'm just chugging along, you know, going on to the next thing, going on to the next thing, hoping there's a next thing. And I think um, it's just important to keep your head on, you know, not think, Oh, I've done one thing. Therefore, what's like, who's going to give me my next thing? Like not to have that ego, you know, you really have to just appreciate every single job. And I like that you mentioned uh, kind of your, your career, like starting to to take off because I was, you know, in my seconds of research, I was scrolling through your IMDB page and it looks like you've been in some like increasingly predominant, you know, you were in some Star Trek, why the last man, which, I have to say I was super getting into and then they announced that they were canceling it and I just stopped watching. Yeah. Um, but I think that's uh, what happened to a lot of fans, you know, it's, it, I think it's really shitty for a network to do that. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Like it was really good. Yeah. Um, who did you play in that? I, I was trying to like, I, I, I saw played, the name of your character and I couldn't like piece together who it was. Like I played the woman, uh, spoiler alert, the woman that uh, Missy Pyle ended up killing 
in the woods because she maybe you didn't get that far. Oh, um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because like I was kind of like the leader of the girls, and then all of a sudden Mitzi comes in, and wants to take over, but she realizes, mm, I'm pretty sure I gotta take this girl out if yeah. um, I want these girls to follow me. Yeah. Is like a death scene awesome? Yeah. So, oh my god, uh, I have yeah. my own squib and. Just like Missy was so fun to work with. Like she's just a riot. She invited us all over um, after like the group of girls all get got cast and we just like hung out and like drank margaritas in her backyard and got to know her. And oh, she's nice. just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> what was it like acting against someone like Alfred Molina? I feel like I feel like at a certain level is it hard to not just be like, that's Alfred Molina the whole time or, or, or want to like quote their lines back to them? Or For me, the most intimidating part was when I first met him, mm-hmm. we had a rehearsal, like maybe a week before we started production while we were doing costume fittings and makeup tests and all that stuff. So we had a rehearsal with me, uh, Alfred Rossif and Elmaya and also police officers so that we could, you know, just ask all the dumb questions that we needed to ask <laughs> without everyone knowing about it. Um, and I was super nervous. I got there early and I was just like waiting for them to come and I hadn't met any of them. And then as soon as you meet him, you're just like, okay, you know, like he's just like, you're just like, okay, it's just a normal person. Yeah. But it, I think it's like the anticipation of, of meeting him was big, but then his, his vibe is so chill and relaxed and playful. And the first thing I did when he walked in the room is so like Yvette, I didn't realize how close I was to this character until after, um, is I gave him, um, a jar of maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I was like, welcome to Canada. Oh, okay. And he was like, thank you. And then he told me, he's like, oh my gosh, this shit is delicious. And I was like, I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it, he was just really, really sweet. And of course, like during production, you're always like, it's Brad. Like as soon as I found out he was part of the project, like the project just elevated like a hundred times for me. Did you feel knew- more pressure because of it? No, oh, yeah. Because I, so when I first got the audition breakdown, I read it and it said, producers behind the crown and i was like oh my god like thank you casting director but like not gonna happen for me because i just assumed they would bring in like names right yeah i didn't know alfred was uh attached it said that the character of gamash had been cast but they didn't mention who it was so i auditioned and because i the casting director that requested the audition my very first film and television audition was with her. So it was very like, Oh, thanks, Andrea. Thanks for like thinking I could do this. Great. Like I'm going to do this audition for, for you because I, she knows me so well that I was like, Oh, I'm just going to like be funny and throw spaghetti at the wall. And I did. And I think the fact that I didn't give a shit, not that I didn't give a shit that I didn't expect anything from it gave me all the freedom to just create this really fun character. Cause I sent my tape in let it go forgot all about it and about a month later my agent called me and she was like hey remember that audition for three pines and i was like gosh i had to like look up the email i was like yeah (laughs) she's like they're really interested in you and i was like really she's like yeah but they think like your audition was just like way too wild (laughs) i was like oh okay she's like they want you to do it again but just ground her a little bit more 
sure, no problem. So I gave them, you know, really grounded Yvette. And then she was like, oh, they saw, you know, like the range. You the could, range, yeah. You went to kind of from like schmackty to like grounded. And she's like, they want to meet with you. So we met on Zoom and we found a middle ground and found who she was. And I'm so lucky that I didn't think I would get it because I think I would have cared too much if I actually thought I could have got it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it kind of worked in my benefit to just have low expectations. <laughs> yes. Well, I think it's just also like, you know, as actors, like we audition for so many things Mm -hmm. that, you know, you have to train your brain to like audition, let go, forget, audition, let go, forget. Because if you remember all of them, like you will be very upset and very sad about all the (laughs) things you did not book, you know? Yeah. And I think there's something to that not giving a shit, quote unquote, where it kind of. I mean, basically any creative field we're playing, you know, yeah, we're being kids for professionally, you know, totally and not giving a shit really just kind of shuts off that kind of voice in your head that gets in the way of being like, oh, you shouldn't do that or that's not good enough. And you just kind of you get to produce whatever it is. And, you know, it may not be perfect, but it's going to be genuine. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what's so important. Like, I don't think anyone expects art to be perfect, um, but people expect it to be genuine. Um, And you can feel that when something was created, you know, like you said, when you're like in flow and that that voice is not talking to you saying, well, really, or no one cares about this or, you know, whatever that voice is to, to people. I think it's so important to be able to block it out and, it, and it's a muscle you know it's a muscle mm-hmm. um you know you're not going to be able to like read a book about it and then you know do your first audition and be like oh they're perfect you know I that think was easy <laughs> yeah, yeah I think it's something that happens and you know with time you just get used to whatever the you know the rules or the parameters are, are around your art or your industry and you just kind of you know get used to it and I think that's why like you know, so so many people that start out get so discouraged and quit because it just takes time. It mm-hmm. takes time. It takes practice. And yes, it, sometimes it happens, boom, for, for someone right at the beginning, you know, first couple auditions, boom, you book something huge. But then you have to remember that once you get off that show, you have a whole other journey right. that some people got to do in the beginning that you have to do after when you're a little bit more in the spotlight. So I think it just depends, you know, on your path. But for me you know people are like oh wow you know like this is such a big show for you it's and then and then you start talking about like your career and I'm like yeah man I've been doing this for like 20 years (laughs) you know like yeah yeah (laughs) you know it's it's I'm I'm so proud of the show and I and again I didn't think I would get it but now that I did and that I've worked on it and I've seen it and I'm like, wow, yeah, it was time, you know, it was time for mm-hmm. me to to be able to play a role where you're not just there for either a day or a week or two weeks. It's like you get to really create the character, um, have a say, get to really, you know, just collaborate with all these amazing people around you and and people it feels nice to have people listen to your input, you know, versus again, like when we, you know, you sometimes you do a guest star or or an under five line and you get on set and you have some ideas and all you get is, well, oh, just do what you did in your audition. And you're like, okay, like I get it. That's right. this gig. Fine. But it feels good to be able to do the opposite sometimes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever have that 
or had that moment on the set of three pines where you're like, because one of the things we talk about a lot on the show is imposter syndrome. Uh, because my <laughs> job is weird. I get it a lot. Um, but did you ever have that where you're like, Oh my God, like, why am I here? Like I was terrible today. Are they going to find out that like, I don't want like, I think, you know, they're going to fire me. Like, did you have to deal with that? Yes. Uh, I definitely had that. Like maybe not in the way of like, I'm going to get fired, but I definitely thought like, Oh, like, I don't know. It was more of like, I can't believe like this is happening. Like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah that kind of surreal this moment is real right like, yeah. like it was almost like a pinch me thing happening yeah. even now it's weird because usually when i watch the show or a like a show that i'm in i will i'm able to be to watch it like i i'm able to watch myself but i always have that like oh yeah here i am and and like i can't really like enjoy the show because there's my I mean, scene it's hard because like yeah. in order to it takes you enjoy out of it, right? yeah yeah but with Three Pines is I can watch the show and not even like, like not even almost see that it's me in a way. Like yeah. I can just watch it and enjoy it, which is really fun to do. But I think it's also because I didn't have to, um, a lot of my other roles, it's, you know, a lot of drama. I do a lot of high stakes, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm either like being aggressed or aggressing someone. It's, you know, a lot of those kinds of roles. So I think because like I went through something on set, you know, you have to get to a certain point on set. Like maybe when I watch myself, like I have that, like that visceral, like, Oh, I remember that. But watching three pines, I just had so much fun on set that I think I just have so much fun watching myself because I, I like when I went on set, I literally just like took all my senses and went, you know, and it was <laughs> yeah. like reacting to everything around me, which is so much fun. So I think it's, yeah, it's just a very different um, experience watching this show but yeah like i can't believe i'm in it like i still can't believe it. i'm like this is so cool like it's i like i text with alfred molina like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah that's that's, crazy. that's always one of those like weird moments um so uh a good friend of mine he's actually one of the founders of inebri art he was the guy who said to me like we should start a drink and draw um he's you know he's doing his own um graphic design and design company now and he does a lot of 3d printing and through like a long convoluted story he ended up making some action figures for um john cena and james gunn amazing and so i said to a friend of mine I'm like if there was if it was a life and death situation i could get a message to john cena and they're like what would that be and i'm like i don't know but i could do it <laughs> something something about a dance number i think yeah 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 <laughs> I, I just know a guy i have a john cena guy yeah exactly it, it, and it's just, it's just it so, is, it's so it, crazy you know like yeah. when those things happen where you're just like well i that's why that's the reason i really love living in los angeles because it felt like it could it was real when we lived down there you know you yeah. go to a coffee shop and you're like oh that's that person or oh like they're doing groceries i don't know it just felt like it, it just felt more like tangible and like real um, because I grew up in a small town where like, I didn't even think acting could even be a profession. I didn't even think people on TV were real people. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it didn't yeah. occur to me. Um, so I think, yeah, being, being in a city where you're just like, I was at a, a chili cook off in someone's backyard and like Maya Rudolph walked in and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Like I yeah. love her. I was a little intoxicated and talked to her, but 
that's fine. She, she, <laughs> Did she you make a fool of yourself? <laughs> My husband was like, yeah. So like, it's, it's just, it's so, it's such a cool world. Once you get into it, you know, a lot of people get into it and hate it and don't have a good time, but I have to say, I've been having a great time and I've been, I also work hard to keep it a good time because it's easy to go negative and it's easy to get defeated. But I think the fact that I do have a partner who I can create with and, you know, that we, it it gives us some kind of sense of control and the little control we have in this industry um, has definitely kept me sane, you know, being able to say, Hey, I haven't worked in a year. Let's make a movie because I don't know what else to do with myself right now. (laughs) So uh, do you do, what you just said like hit home because uh i don't do well with downtime like i mm-hmm. need to be doing something all the time so i have like multiple projects going on that's when i'm happiest i like to collaborate with people do you like to have downtime or, or when you have downtime you start to be like get antsy and be like let's make something even yeah. i do not like initially i don't like downtime i like i like for someone else to keep me busy like on a project if I'm acting, I'm busy. Great. But when uh, there's downtime, I feel like in the past, it's been like difficult, like mentally and all those aspects. But I feel like, again, I've found some ways to keep myself busy. Mm -hmm. And now even when like, even with three pines, I did a whole season of the show. I knew I would probably have well, I didn't know. I was like, oh, maybe I'll get off the show and jump on something else. But in the first month, right away, like I teach fitness um, through a studio in Los Angeles. I hit up the studio and I was like, put me back on the schedule. Because like the worst thing is you get into this like little pattern of like, oh, maybe I don't want to do anything, you know, and you kind of get stuck into that. So for me, as long as I have something that's keeping me going, um, that is not self-motivated is really mm-hmm. important for me like you know stay in touch with the community that kind of stuff so because you can't you can't rely on this industry you know you could you could work nonstop for a year and then it's crickets for two and it just has nothing to do with your talent it's just you know what's happening so when I have downtime I just try to be productive in moving my body and some kind of creative outlet whether it's writing or producing some, somewhere in that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's even just such great advice for even non-creative people. Uh, uh, well, I mean, the person I'm thinking of is a creative person, but he doesn't work full time at it. Um, uh, bass player, friend of the show, cheese. And uh, for like all summer long, he was doing like these Thursday get togethers and it would just mm-hmm. be like, Hey, it's Thursday. Let's go throw a Frisbee. Let's, get out and do something and just be active and move. And, you know, like I talked to him, he's like, you know, I was doing it for myself really, but you know, so many people are like, Oh, that's such a cool idea. It's just, it becomes like, all right, that's my reason to get out. And then it becomes like, Oh, what are you doing Thursday? Oh, I can't, I'm doing this thing. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like, I feel like people live in kind of cycles. Like if you can get pushed into something that you're doing, and you do it like I don't know, three months in a row and then it becomes a habit. And then you kind of like build it as a habit and then you kind of need it. Totally. Honestly, yeah. that's the only way like um, moving my body became like 
I knew it was always felt good, but until I became a fitness instructor and I had, you know, it's like you have a schedule during the week where you're teaching this amount of classes and it becomes a routine that when I didn't, I was like, oh gosh, I need, I need to move. I need to move or something. Yeah. It's like creating that, that habit for sure. Like my uh, husband started once a, uh, once a month and we're in Windsor right now across from Detroit. He has a brewery that we go to once a month and all the creative people come and we just hang out and chit chat. And some people, you know, are like, Hey, let's make this together. And it just like starts, mm-hmm. you know, it just like warms up the pot, you know, to get yeah. people to reach out or, you know, some people it's hard for them to pick up the phone and be like, Hey, do you want to make like a short that won't make any money with me? You know, most <laughs> like, no. yeah. But you if know, you're like having a couple beers, you're like, yeah, let's make something, you know, like, I just think it's like really important. Sorry. My dogs are barking. Oh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> dog, dog get a pass on this show. So what I said, dogs get a pass on this show. Yeah, I'm they a big do. dog they person. Do. So yeah, they do. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just, it, it, it's as creative people, it's hard to have that uh, business aspect as well, you know, that we're just not used to. Um, and, and it's something I wish they would have taught me in theater school because. <laughs> it's interesting because I, after being in art school, um, I was like, you know, the, the one thing that's really missing is, is marketing. Yeah. Because you, know, you can be the most talented artist if you're not even comfortable with talking to people about your artwork, you're not going to go anywhere, you know? And, and so you need that kind of person who's willing to speak on your behalf. If you're not going to do it, if, if that's really the, you know, if you're doing it in a closet, no one knows. Yeah, exactly. Here, yeah. Uh, keep talking for a second. I'm just sure. going to go hide in the closet when my dog barks. <laughs> I was fine. Like he wasn't, Oh, poor guy. Sorry about that. That's um, okay. But- I'm, I'm currently at my parents' house, which is where actually like an hour away from where we shot the series. But um, there's uh, dogs and construction happening. So, you know, busy holidays. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> it's, it's that time of year, right? Yeah. Um, what What is your dog's name? My dog's name is Puck. Puck. And he looks like just a little baby Ewok. He's the cutest little dude. He's going to be 13 in February. Oh, he's an old, and old dude then. He actually uh, acts in acts. Okay. We put him in some of our movies. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I, like when, you know, whenever there's like a dog, uh, we yeah. always put him in and he always gets um, a lot of, a lot of love whenever he's in our projects. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm having so much fun. I hate to do this, but like, where can people go to find out more about what you're working on? Uh, you said three pines was out on the second of this month. So it's currently up on uh, prime videos. So I can check it out what day of the week does it drop? You know, all the promotional yeah, nonsense sure. that we gotta do. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So um, our show dropped on the second. It also uh, has two episodes every week. So, as of next Friday, it's going to be the last one. So they do drop on Friday, but um, I believe most people can catch it on Thursday nights because of the time change. Oh, the time change. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people are sneaky and have figured out that it drops Thursday. Um, and if people want to find me, they can, the best place to find me would be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. My handle is at Sarah Film Booth. And if they want to watch, um, you know, a little different side of me, they can definitely check out either Last Call, which is on Peacock, Tubi, Amazon Prime, and also YouTube. 
Oh, or they can also catch The Scare House, which is a slasher film that we made for Universal Studios that I believe you can still watch on Amazon Prime as well. I take it you're a big horror fan? I love horror. Yeah. But honestly, I would say, like, I'm, I love, like, I grew up with, like, Scream and that kind of stuff. Like, my husband's mm-hmm. really into more of, like, um, you know, he loves, like, Freddy Krueger and you know all more like the old school yeah uh horror uh movies but yeah I'm more like in I grew up with like oh my gosh scream uh, I know what you did last summer like those ones you kind of yeah. like shitty ones you know but I love them, <laughs> I love them. they were so I think good all horror movies on some level are kind of shitty, kinda shitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's what makes it fun way. yeah exactly yeah. oh totally that's the thing I love movies that are self-aware yeah those are really fun to a certain extent, I don't like. I was talking with someone the other day. Like, the first Sharknado is fine, but all the other ones after, I'm like, yeah, you're being low budget to be low budget. Like, it lacks that sincerity that we were talking about. Like, yeah, you weren't trying your hardest and missed. You're trying to be bad. Exactly. Yes. Like the room. Where we're yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Although now he's oh. like, no, no, I meant to do that. And yeah. You're like, sure. Sure, you did. <laughs> Say whatever you need to make yourself feel better, my friend. Awesome. Well, Sarah, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Um, I am definitely putting Three Pines on my list to watch. Please do. And I wish you the best. I hope uh, they pick it up for a second season. Um, Me too. We're he- we're hearing good things, but okay. nothing official, you know? Right. Until That's I'm right. standing on set saying words. Yeah, it's that's when I'll yeah. celebrate. That's when you should. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll get Puck on someday for his own interview. <laughs> oh, it would be fantastic. If you have chicken, he'll do anything. Oh, OK. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> but and uh, if think- you love if you, um, you know, you, if you love talking shop about movies and all that, well, obviously, yeah. um, you should uh, have my hubby on. He's he's awesome. For sure. And he'll oh. talk your ear off. Um, so we'll sign off and then I won't disconnect and we'll like change some information so we can get him on. Let's do it. Okay. So for our listeners, uh, thank you so much. And um, so apparently we're going to have Sarah's husband and dog on. <laughs> yes. It's a family uh, affair. Yeah. Uh, that'd be great. And uh, so you guys can listen to us next week. And uh, as this one will be going up next Monday, I want to wish all our listeners a happy new year because they'll be heading into the new years. So we'll catch you guys again next week. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.